Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. Often say in this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His vessel. What do you do when you find yourself in a situation where you are waiting on God? You know that God has made a promise to you. You know you need to see God move, and you're just waiting. And in that wait, you get weary. What I'm about to share with you could result in a paradigm shift for you. In the wait, what do you do? Listen, I want to tell you, I'm speaking out of experience. I can remember, as you've heard me say, my first year in Montgomery, Alabama was one of the hardest years of my life. And I found myself waiting. I found myself in a hard place, but I found myself waiting on God. I was in the Word. I knew that God was doing something. I knew that God was doing something through my life. But I was waiting. And I'm telling you, I was tired of waiting. I needed to see God move. I was weary. I started doubting God. God, have I messed up? Did I miss you? Did I hear you right? Don't we do that? We think we hear from God. We step out there and we do something. And then things are not as smooth as they should be. Or they aren't as we expected them to be. And then we start to doubt, did I really hear God? Did God really say that? And then your friends around you say, well, maybe you miss God. Maybe you didn't hear from God. But you in your spirit, man, you know that what you're doing is right. You know that what you're clinging to, that promise, is a promise from God. What do you do? Well, I will tell you, God wants to do something. Yes, He wants to bring you to that place where you experience that promise, you see it. But God wants to do even more. And I want to tell you today, there are benefits. There are benefits in the waiting. And if we didn't find ourselves in situations where we had to wait, we'd miss those benefits. Many times we would miss experiencing some goodness of God that He wants us to lean into. I want to tell you where God took me during that first year, and I learned this lesson. I learned that waiting is good, and that I can, in the waiting, I can tap into all the good things that I would miss, but for the wait. And I want to read for you where God took me during that time when I learned this lesson, the word God spoke to me. And I want to read this entire chapter to you, Psalm 27. Because I will tell you, just like right now, opening my Bible and looking at this chapter, it takes me back 25 years. And I look back and I can praise God. So I want to share it with you. So I want you to just rest, listen to this word, let this word fall on you, because I'm going to follow up and I'm going to say some things that are going to bless you but it's going to share benefits with you as well. This is David in the midst of 
his enemies chasing him in the midst of a hard time in life, although God had spoken to him how great and powerful he was going to be. This is what David said, Psalm 27, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. You may be thinking right now, well, Joe, you don't know. You don't know what kind of mess I'm in. You don't know my adversaries. They appear to be winning. I'm the one that appears to be stumbling and falling. Hang on. Hang on, my friend. It says in verse 3, Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. What is it that will not fear? My heart, deep down your spirit, is going to hang on to something. So hang on. I'm going to tell you what that is. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing, this is one of my favorite verses right here. I love it. One thing that I desire of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire within his temple. Now, I'll tell you, that may have just blown right over your head, but I will tell you that is one of my most tender verses in the entire Bible. Because in the midst of my waiting, I found that verse. And what it told me was, Joe, in your heart, fear may grip your mind, but in your heart, what I want you to seek after is to be in my presence. So let this be an opportunity to get in God's presence. And what God was saying was to line up with the heart of David at that moment and say, God, what I really want is to dwell in your house, to be in your presence. What I really want is every day of my life to get there and stay there. Now, that's a true paradigm shift right there. And what I really want is not to look at this mess around me, not to look at my adversaries, not to look at my problems. What I really want to look at, God, is to look at you and to look at your beauty. But that word beauty there means your favor, your favor on me, God. That's what I want to look. And so I want to run to you. That's a beautiful verse. I beseech you, take some time to meditate on that verse. Verse 5, For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. In other words, God's going to cover you. He will lift me up upon a rock. Many times I say, God, just set me up on your rock. Set me up on your rock. So this situation won't get me down. So my enemies won't pull me down. So my enemies can't get to me. So this situation won't defeat me. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. And I will offer in his tent. Now you can't offer in his tent unless you get in his tent. So get in his presence. I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody of the Lord. 
Had David's enemies been defeated at that moment? Had he seen the promise of God in fulfillment at that moment? No. But what he started doing was seeing God, and he started praising God. I tell you, when you get a good look at God, when you get your eyes fixed on God, it's like you can almost hear God say, why don't you let me bless you more? Just get in my tent. Get in my presence. Focus on me. And begin to sing and make melody in your heart toward God. Verse 7. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. There's many of us right now, we're crying. We're crying out for something. I'm with you, I'm telling you. Be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. I'm telling you, that is volumes right there. And I tell you what happens many times, we don't know how to seek the face of God. But we get before God in his holy presence. And David says in verse 9, Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. O you who have been my help, cast me not off, forsake me not, O God of my salvation. You're probably saying to God, God, I serve you. God, I love you. God, I walk with you. I know you, God. God, why won't you move in this situation? Oh, God, don't hide your face from me. You're probably saying the same things that David is crying out to God for. But hang on, listen to this. David says in verse 10, For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. There's always a place to run, and the place to run is into the presence of God. I got a whole teaching on that to know where to run. Maybe sometime I'll do that. I'll, I'll share that with you. God, God taught me that lesson too in a hard moment of my life. But anyway, back to this. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me on a level path. Why? Because of my enemies. In other words, that word teach, God, send out your hand. Right now, you may need to see the hand of God. You just see God's hand reaching out for you because that's what David says, teach me. So God, send out your hand. Give me the signals with your fingers, God. Teach me your way. In other words, your life, the way I'm supposed to be walking right now. And lead me. Lead me in a level path. That path means the way of life, the course of living. Not just how to walk out of this mess. Not just how to walk to the promise. But that path means going forward. The way to live life, the course of life. Knowing that God will govern it. To lead means you let God govern it. Now all this is important because I'm about to give you the one, two, three, four. Because it's all coming from the word. If it were Joe Hancock saying it, let me tell you, it would die out by dark. But it's God's Word, and God's Word is true and faithful, and you can hang on to it, and it will last. And so I want this to seep down into your spirit, man. In verse 12, Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out violence. Here's the rhema 
that God spoke to me when I learned what to do in these kind of situations. David said, I, I believed that I should look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I love the King James. I believe it's King James Version that says, I had almost fainted, but I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I will tell you, I can still recall this very moment. Breathing that word in. Because don't we get to the moment in our situation when we're waiting on God that we almost lose our breath. We almost give up hope. We almost throw in the towel. But David said, I almost, I almost lost hope. But David said, in that moment of the almost falling off the rock, I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And what? In the situation that he was walking through. And then it says, wait upon the Lord. Be of good courage. And God will strengthen your heart. Wait I say upon the Lord. That was a Rima for me years ago. And I believed in that moment, in that Rima, God was speaking to me and teaching me what to do in the midst of a waiting that it would move, it would be a paradigm shift in my life that would change my life. That I truly could see the waiting as an opportunity and embrace it and get to know God more. So what do we do in the waiting? First, you got to believe. You got to believe God. You got to believe that in the midst of it, you are going to experience God, that there are benefits. You have to believe God. And I believe those of you that are listening, you believe God, you believe this word and you want to walk it. So here's number one. Here's number one. This is real important. Step number one, clearly identify what you're waiting for. Clearly identify it, because if you don't, you'll get off track. All these darts that the enemy throws at your mind, you'll redefine what it is you're really waiting for, and write it down. I believe in writing things down. Write it down. God, this is what I'm waiting for. Then check it out. Does it line up with the Word of God? See, sometimes we're waiting on things that really are not God's will because it violates the Word of God. And so if it doesn't line up with the Word, you know it's not God's will. So then pray through it. God, get my heart right. Get my thinking right. It could be that you're waiting on something in your family. I mean, a prodigal child that's gone astray. You raised them in the Word. They're living in the wilderness you want them back to the heart of God. You're waiting on that. You're praying God's word. That is God's will, that they come back to the heart of God. It may be personal. You may be waiting for a blessing. You may be waiting for a blessing to be spoken over your life because a blessing gives you hope. 
A blessing causes you to rise up and know that you're worthy. You're called for a purpose and you're waiting for a blessing. It may be a a promise, something God has promised you from the Word of God. It may be in your job, in your finances. You're waiting to be promoted and you see everyone else stepping ahead of you. It could be health issues. could be for you, for your family, for friends, a sickness. You're waiting for God to be the healer. You want to see that physical healing manifested. Hey, it could be where all of us are right now. We're waiting for our nation to turn back to God. I don't know, but clearly define what you're waiting for. And then number two, define it as an opportunity. Embrace it, as I said earlier. Because to wait, to wait, the definition of to wait means to stay or rest in expectation. You're not wavering. You're not tossed to and fro. You know that this is God's will and you're waiting. You're in the right position. You know this is the right thing. And so you can rest in it with an expectation. So number three, believe God. This is what David did. He believed God. He believed God, what he said. Now, to believe God, I would beseech you, see God. This is what David did. He got in the presence of God. That's where he longed to be. Because you know what? When you get in God's face, you get in front of God. What happens to all of these adversaries, all of these problems, all of these promises, all of this sickness? What happens? It can grow dim in the light of his glory and grace, as the song says. So get a heavenly perspective. You know, I want to share this with you. There's a song going around right now, and you know, doesn't have some good words in it, but there's a song. It's called Rich Men North of Richmond by Oliver Anthony. I heard his testimony recently, and that's what encouraged me. He said that he got to a hopeless place before this song. And he was just a nobody. He was hopeless. He had some addictions. And he didn't see any way out. He was sitting in his truck one day. And he was waiting on what to do next. And he didn't know, but he cried out to God. And he didn't use these words, but the Holy Spirit fell on that man. And you know what he said? This is good. He said, at that moment, my hopelessness, my weariness, the end of my rope, not knowing what to do next, thinking there wasn't even a next for him. He said, when he cried out to God, he changed his perspective. He said, I got God's perspective of my life instead of looking at things from my perspective. And he said it changed his entire situation. Now, had his situation changed? No, only his perspective changed. And when he got God's perspective and he got his eyes on God, God then dropped this song out on him. And of course, then he becomes well-known because of this song. See what had happened? He saw God. And when he saw God, he believed God. He believed that he did have a purpose. He got in the scriptures and he believed that he did have a plan. 
He did have a purpose, and it wasn't about him, but it was about God. God put this Oliver's eyes on God. And then you know what he's doing, which is what God would want us to do. In believing him, we get to know God. We get to know God. And I will tell you, in the midst of my waiting, when I learned Psalm 27, and I got God's perspective, and I want to just get in God's presence and stay in God's presence. Hey, listen, I will tell you one promise that God spoke to me during that time. I'm still waiting on today. But you know what? I'm not moved or bothered by that. Yes, I would love for it to happen. Absolutely. But in the midst of it, I see all the benefits I have gained through the years by the waiting because I got God's perspective. I believe God and it's going to happen, but I'm not going to waste a day mulling in it. And I'll tell you another thing. One of the best things that could happen to me, probably happen to you in the wait, is realizing that I can't fix it. There are some things we're waiting on. And we're still waiting because we can't fix it. That's a good thing because let me tell you, if we could fix it, we'd all be right there in the middle of it trying to fix it. Number four, believe God allowed this to touch your life for good. That's what Psalm 27, 13 says. David said, I almost fainted, but I believe to see the goodness. It's for his good. So if you're at the point that you're about to take your last breath about this matter, You're about to move out of this situation and go on and try to fix it yourself. Hold up, because God's allowed it for good. Number five, hand that expectation that you have over to God. Hand it to God. Say, God, you're going to fix this, so I'm handing it to you. This is what you want to do. And so in the midst of it, while you're over there fixing this, God, while I'm waiting for you to fix this, I'm going to get to know you more. I'm going to get to experience you more. I'm going to see your face glow like I've never seen it glow. I'm going to experience you, God. So I'm handing you my expectation of this, God. And then number six, you pray and obey. You just keep praying. Why keep praying? You're just confirming to God that you believe him, you trust him, that he's going to do it. And you're going deeper and deeper and deeper in your intimacy with God. And then as God tells you to do something, just obey. If he needs your help, he'll call on you. He'll make it clear what he wants you to do. I recently encountered a situation, something I've been praying for for a long time, been waiting on it to manifest. I'm still waiting. And in that wait for this promise, I felt the Holy Spirit said, you're prolonging the wait. I said, oh my goodness, Father. He said, get out of my way. And I saw specifically how I was in the way. I was an obstacle. And so sometimes we can prolong the wait by getting in God's way. So how do we resolve that? You pray. And when you hear the Holy Spirit give you instruction, you simply obey. And then the last thing, enjoy the journey with God. Enjoy the journey. Because I will tell you, the waiting is your ride. It's your ride through the journey. Many times, but for the waiting, we'd miss the ride. And you miss the ride, you'll miss your journey. What kind of journey? A journey to know God and experience God to live a life full 
a life that has meaning, has purpose, a life to be his witness, so many things. So let me encourage you, in the wait, experience God. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become His vessel.